you have a picture of the, of the four, four of, us. of us, and it says me and my boys, you and your boys. It's like one of the first things I posted on Instagram ever. Yeah, which is pretty cool that you were like he was in my life, and therefore he was in your life. He was my boyfriend, therefore he was one of your boys, and therefore Jessica was in my life, so therefore he was in my life. He was you one of your boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he was one of my boys too. There we go. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. We've had a rough start to this recording, guys. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. We've oh. been debating what to call one of Steve's ex-boyfriends for this recording, and Steve cannot pick a name. It's true. So his so, name is now Mark. So his we name went, is Mark. But... So we went through the Witch Gaga Are You Instagram. <laughs> and he picked one. <laughs> I don't really understand that, but it's funny anyway. Yeah, so go figure out which Gaga you are and send it to us. What's the Instagram handle? Which Gaga are you? At which Gaga are you? She currently has 200 followers. <laughs> if it doubles after this episode, I'm going to laugh real hard. We're going to check it the day this episode drops. We're going to go check her following. Please go double her. <laughs> and then look for Mark. Please go double her. <laughs> double her. <laughs> Got it? Oh, dear. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> All right. Anything we need to talk about before we get going into this episode? Steve, any stories? I successfully catapulted a sandwich across the dinner table a moment ago. That was fun. <laughs> he did. And what Matt else? videoed it. So you can see Steve catapulting a sandwich across my dinner table. I just have some follow-up thoughts from our last recording with... With? Charlie. 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 <laughs> Sorry, with Charlie. Okay. Talk about Charlie, Steve. I liked... Okay, so <laughs> I just went into that with a really bad attitude. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what was the attitude that you were going into? The attitude with? was, this guy's openly gay, but choosing to stay in the Mormon church. Like, I seriously considered telling the two of you to just do the interview without me, because thinking, like, I'm not going to have anything this positive. This guy makes no sense. I'm not going to have anything positive to contribute to this episode. And then Steve looked at his Instagram. He was like, <laughs> ooh, he's a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dancer. He's you and then it made me nervous to interview him <laughs> but that wasn't the point the point is chatting with him interviewing him did for me what i hope our podcast does for other people which is like i went into it thinking you are very against people staying in the church and being openly gay just because that experience did not work for me were you openly S gay yeah living with Whatever his name was, Sebastian. <laughs> I didn't think about what his name was. I'm all confused about people's names now. This is why we need a list. But when you were living with Sebastian, I am talking about when you were active in the LDS church and like living the standards, mm -hmm. were you openly gay? No. No. So it's a different experience than what you had. Yeah. Because you were closeted gay. Yeah, but I still went to church for those whole six months that I was with. Sebastian. Kind of. Point. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The point is, I went into it thinking I don't understand why someone would choose to do that. I left there with a better understanding of why someone has 
taken a different path than I have taken or would have taken. Yeah. And that's the whole reason we're doing this podcast is so people yep. can understand why someone might have a different path than them and to be open to that. So it was for a good sure. lesson for me to like to be open minded about to do what we're asking our listeners to do, which is be open minded <laughs> and to not our judge situation and to not judge and to not go into a scenario like <laughs> Yeah. So it's left me thinking a lot since that episode. I was very proud of you. Yeah. Are you? I yeah. was too, because I remember when we told you, like, hey, we're going to interview this guy. Here's the situation. And immediately it was like an eye roll of, like, I'm going to show this guy. No. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite it as wasn't extreme. An, I'm going to show this guy. No, but it was, but it was a, a... It was a why... On earth would you live this yes, life? Yes, and... And that is the funny thing, is people think that about us, yeah. and we wouldn't have it any other way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole, like you said, the whole point is to open people's minds to thinking of their situation, other people's situations in a new light. So good job, Steve. And you actually said after we were done, that was your favorite interview. It was. It was my favorite interview. I really enjoyed it. I left her feeling like super inspired. Yeah. And I thought it was cool because, I mean, off air, like we had a really good conversation after. Talking for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. I'm excited to read his book. Yeah. Me too. Have you ordered it yet? I want to get the audio book. Oh. Oh, yeah. He does have an audio yes. version. I saw that he was recording that. Is he, re- is he the one reading the audio mm-hmm. version? Uh-huh. That's cool. He recorded it. I want to hear his voice. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Steve does have a little bit of a crush, but Ooh, crushes are loud. He's like a cute, talented, sophisticated, intelligent, like awesome human. It's true. So are you, Steve. Why? i was doing an interview yesterday and the lady was saying that she listened to our first episode and she said the whole time i was just like yelling at my car because she was listening to it in the car going it's okay steve go love yourself be who you were meant to be i was just laughing so hard i was like that's awesome so she was saying she's like you just feel it like you guys do such a good job of presenting this story and being honest about it and you can feel that you guys feel safe with each other i was like we do it's very much (laughs) a real thing that we feel comfortable and safe and yeah so yeah she's like i know what happens even i know that he leaves but it was still just like (laughs) i couldn't keep it in (laughs) and that's the funny thing is most people listening to our podcast do know what happens, of course, because it's hosted with my husband. But the suspense is killing them anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing, though. Like, it's like watching Titanic. I was going to say, or, or like true crime podcasts, when you listen to those, you, you know what's going to happen. But at the same time, you're like, oh, my gosh. But the, I think the thing is, is like you don't know the nitty gritty. The details. Yeah. And that's what. Yeah. That's what we love sharing. Yeah. <laughs> which you don't get a lot of. I had a phone call coming in, but I'm not answering it. Unknown name. Good job to not answer while we're recording. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this crap. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about you. And Mark. And Mark. <laughs> you and Mark. Steve is very uncomfortable with this name, but it took him forever to pick a name. So Mark was, Mark was the one where I was uncomfortable, too. That Why? was the first guy that you... Oh, like met. Yeah. After Matt and I got married, it made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just an uncomfortable. It's the first. Like any first is kind of okay. Uncomfortable. So while you two were dating, no, you're married. I we're guess. married. Okay, you guys are married. 
<laughs> I started dating this guy who we're calling Mark. Yes. And you yeah. dated him for quite a while. So no, it was two the, months. But it was the longest you dated somebody since Matt and I were married. Yeah. Married. Are you sure it was only two months? I'm was, pretty sure it was longer. I think it was two months. I don't know. It was long enough that you guys started dating and then like we all went out to dessert in March, beginning of March. Yes. And hang out. And he came over. how that came about. I think for your birthday. Was it? No. This was to meet Mark because. Oh, was this at Red Feather? Yeah. We went out to dessert. little corner booth upstairs. Because you wanted to make sure I'd met him. It was Was still kind of new. Was it my idea or yours or what brought this about? I don't recall. You wanted me to meet him before you introduced him to Penny. Okay. And so we all went out. And I don't remember the dinner or the dessert. It said dessert. We went out for dessert. I remember it. Didn't we have popcorn um, oh, with yeah. bacon? Bacon, but it was made in duck fat. Yeah, that was good. And <laughs> probably the beignets and the caramel sauce. Yes, Matt loved that popcorn. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was so long ago, but I remember it was like it was yesterday. It was a really awkward dinner. <laughs> was it? It was? For me, at least. It wasn't dinner. It was just dessert. Oh, well, whatever. It wasn't as awkward as the dinner with Sebastian. So. It was borderline for me. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Why? I remember just... Were you blanked out? I just remember really like clamming up and just being like super nervous and I don't know it just didn't flow it wasn't casual it I wasn't think I even remember the the pants that he wore <laughs> were they plaid the plaid <laughs> I just remember him plaid, in plaid really pants, yeah, pants. He, he had some plaid pants I was like the ones that you made for Hank Jessica uh-huh. his little suit pants they yeah. remind me of those pants that <laughs> yeah, Mark used right. to wear <laughs> those are cool the pants suit you made him. You really struggled for a long time with your worlds colliding. Yes, I did. I and still do I mean, this is, yeah, you do. And I always think that's interesting that you have such a hard time with things colliding, especially with me. This has come up recently. Again, I was thinking about this just because a lot of the sister properties that I'm involved with at work, a lot of them hire people they know or Someone they know is getting a lo- like a short-term lease there, like a month-long lease or whatever. And I hate mixing that kind of thing. Like, we desperately need to fill a couple positions right now. And several other managers like put it out on their Facebook and they're like hiring people that they know on their Facebook. And I'm just like, no, I do not want to hire someone I know. Because I don't want to mix those worlds. See, Matt, you employ a ton of people that you right. know and they're related to or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. I just hate mixing those worlds. It just makes it harder for me to like be a manager when it's blurred or to like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, point is I have a hard time mixing worlds. <laughs> so I really struggled like blending even inviting Mark into like me and Penny's world. Yeah. Versus the me and Mark world. Why are you nervous about that? Or like why is it not comfortable? Good question. Because I've always wondered this, like why, I mean, I got it at the beginning initially when you first came out and stuff and I understood why it was hard meshing the worlds then, like letting them overlap. What did you understand? Just, it's so new and fresh and he's still very worried about what people are going to think. And I think that was the main concern then. And maybe it still is to a point like there's this, I don't know, it's therapy right now, Steve. <laughs> Great, we're back to therapy sessions for Steve. <laughs> we don't I guess I don't really it. know the answer to that, except that it's hard. And like something that works well with just me and whatever that scenario is, or whatever that person is, or whatever that group is. Yeah. 
So do you I have? I just don't like to invite something else in that might. So do you have issues mixing your friend groups? Uh, I used to a lot more than I do now. Yeah. But yeah, to some degree. I hardly ever host or like plan a party or So you just kind of go whatever friend group I just group go to what asks you to people go to. invite me to or hmm. go to whatever. And like if they're like, hey, you can bring someone if you want. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to come. That's interesting. Because then and in that aspect, like then I'm not responsible for anyone else's like level of enjoyment or are they comfortable or are they making friends or are they? Yeah. Is that what maybe it could be is responsibility? Probably. Feeling is like, I don't want accountability for someone yeah. else's, I guess. But at the same time, I have invited a lot of people lately to stuff. So maybe I'm getting better at it. Good okay. job. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I was just wondering. I was wondering. Matt was wondering. I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to dinner with Mark and I liked him. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he was nice. I, I think through the conversation, we figured out that he played sports for my high school but he didn't he was homeschooled or something like that we made some connection there that makes connections with everybody so why were you nervous matt why was i nervous or uncomfortable or what what were you feeling i've never had a dinner or a dessert or whatever we call it with um (laughs) a gay couple or with your wife's ex-husband or with my wife's ex-husband's boyfriend or (laughs) it was just really it was a new experience. You'd never done anything with a gay couple? No. I hadn't until I went, like, until you came out. Yeah. I hadn't until I came out either. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, new. And it was yeah. like, okay, I, I didn't know how much, like, public display of affection was going to be. I didn't know how I'd feel comfortable with that. I don't know. There's a lot of... I mean, we made out a few times. I'm just kidding. No, we didn't. <laughs> during dessert. <laughs> was there a PDA? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Uh-huh. I mean, is... I'm a pretty affectionate guy, so I probably like had my hand on his leg or on his shoulder or probably. something, maybe. But there wouldn't have been anything more than that. Yeah. Well, and Matt's not really into PDA, no matter what your sexual orientation is. Like, we should just make that clear. Like, that's just not his jam. So, <laughs> But then also putting himself out there in a situation that he hasn't been in before. Were you cool with doing that dinner or did you have oh, yeah. to be like, okay. Absolutely. Like, it, I seemed like it. That yeah, was, was the impression was that I had like, gotten. Okay, well, were... I'm going to jump into this because this is probably something I'm going to have to get used to. So. Yeah, you seemed supportive and it went well and you guys were. Well, and I remember him coming to our house a few times. Yeah. I remember specifically for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. So that was. I think he wore justice pants or shorts then. Yeah, there was something like that, huh? Justice shorts. It came out that he wore justice justice clothes. Like from the mall? From the little girls. (laughs) I think he got them at a thrift store or something. I don't know. But I remember Everything he owned was from a thrift store, so it must be. Yeah. I just remember it was funny that it came up with the girls or something. Yeah. I don't know. He was finding some commonalities. I think Sarah noticed it or something. (laughs) She would be the one to notice. Sarah notices those things. Yeah, I remember one time that he was at the house. I don't recall if it was Cinco de Mayo or what. He came over for Cinco de Mayo. That was in our backyard. Yeah, and that's when Hank got hit in the head from the piñata. Yeah. Yeah. Hank and Cinco de Mayo don't go over so well. Oh, so funny. (laughs) He had stitches the first year Matt and I were together. Yeah. And then this was the second year. Yeah, the second year. That we were married. Hung the piñata from the basketball hoop in the back. And this hook flew off that we had hung the piñata on and hit him in the head. 
and cut his head open. He didn't have to get stitches, though, I so that was good. I don't remember any of that. You were too into Mark. I guess so. Probably preoccupied with that. <laughs> or probably, probably super freaked probably out. Probably stressed out about mixing worlds. <laughs> probably. It's funny that we have so many Cinco de Mayo stories. We do have a lot of Cinco de Mayo We've always celebrated Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. It's well, a fun holiday. Cinco, before Cinco de Mayo, didn't we have a birthday celebration for you oh, at your yeah. house? We went. And it was me, oh, you, yeah. Mark, and Steve. Yeah, Jessica, yeah. you have a picture of the, of the four, four of us. us. And it says... Me and my boys. You and your boys. It's like one of the first things I posted on Instagram ever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool that you were like, he was in my life and therefore he was in your life. He was my boyfriend. Therefore, he was one of your boys. And therefore, Jessica was in my life. So therefore, he, he was in my life. He was you one of your boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he was one of my boys too. There we go. Uh, yeah. I remember that you guys like, this is what I want for my birthday. This is what we're doing. And I was like, all Don't right, care cool. if you're on board or not, but we're going. Do you remember the pants he was wearing that night? Uh, probably the They were plaid. I hated those pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Tight plaid pants. I also said the other thing I wanted was to be able to sew all day. And I made myself a dress and wore it out to dinner. There you go. <laughs> I still have the dress. And it was at your parents' house. And so I think this was the first time your parents had met Mark. Yeah, I think it was one of the first times they'd had one of your boyfriends at their home. Has anyone else ever taken their boyfriend to their ex-in-laws? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else spend time in the home of their ex-in-laws? Because I do on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, you do. I can't pick up Penny from your parents, Jessica, without oh, it hanging lasts forever. out for an hour and catching yeah. up. And usually, going out to dinner. Usually ending up, yeah, going out to dinner <laughs> and ice cream together as, as a result. I just really enjoy your Which parents. Awesome. And we always have a lot to catch up on and... Well, they enjoy you as well, so that's nice. Okay, so a funny story about your dad when me and a bunch of my gay friends oh my gosh, out having drinks one night encounter your dad and his brother. His identical twin brother. Identical twin brother. <laughs> and I don't remember how this went down, but gosh, it was funny. So you introduced Craig came them. up and said hi, and I was catching up with Craig and Cole, and I was a few drinks in, and like, Real happy, real excited to see him. Like, <laughs> real excited. I was excited about mixing these worlds just because yeah. we, maybe I just need a few drinks in me in order to mix worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I introduced him as, and I said something about how if they look like brothers, it's just because they are twin brothers or something. After they left, my friends were just like, isn't it funny how when two guys have been together for so long, they start to look like each other? <laughs> And I'm just like, <laughs> and everyone's laughing about it. And I'm just confused. Like, I don't get the joke. And they're like, how long have they been together? And I'm like, their whole lives. They're twin <laughs> brothers. And they're like, oh my gosh, you were serious? We thought they were like this cute gay couple that's been together for 30 years. <laughs> like a couple of hot daddies. Woo! <laughs> that was so funny. And then they questioned you on it. Well, how do you know them? And I'm like, I told you that was my, that's Craig, my Father-in-law used to be father-in-law. Father-in-law. They're like, we totally did not think any of that was real. It is one of my favorite stories. That's awesome. So funny. My dad thinks it's hilarious. And he's like, yeah, they all thought we were hot. Yeah. <laughs> totally shook it as a compliment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the so handsome, distinguished couple. <laughs> it was interesting. I've always just made it a point, obviously, from day one with Sebastian to get to know the guys you're with because yeah. They're important to you. They're part of my daughter's life. 
I feel like that's an important, they're important to me. And I'd rather know the people and be cordial with them and have a good relationship than than not. Right. And they've all been really nice to me. So that's a plus. They all think you're freaking amazing. That's nice. They're right. (laughs) You are. You're amazing. Thanks. You can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I remember getting ready to go out, like to meet your boyfriends or to go hang out with guys you were dating and just being like, it's weird to get dressed up to go meet your ex-husband's boyfriend. <laughs> There's a thought process that goes into that. You gotta, you gotta yeah, set the opinion right. I would have thought I was gonna do that. <laughs> I know you put a lot of thought into it, Matt. <laughs> into he did his hair wear. extra special. <laughs> did you ever feel pressure, Jessica? No. Pressure into what? So. Pressure of I'm about to meet my ex's. Boyfriend. A lot of people feel a lot of pressure in those scenarios. Oh. Yeah. Meeting their ex's new partner. I think it's it could yeah. be different, you know, male, female. And probably different straight gay. Yeah. I like, doubt you would feel the same. Would you feel the same if you were if I was straight and you were meeting a woman I was dating? Probably. I, I never yeah. felt strange meeting hands, like boyfriends or Yeah. Anyways. Whatever. Hmm. I think there was just a understanding of I don't know. Situations like that never really get to me. Like, I am not intimidated by meeting new people. It doesn't make me nervous. I I obviously put thought into what I wanted to look like and stuff, but it wasn't because I was worried about them you do. You're, you're, judging me or... Yes, you do put a lot of thought into it, but not because you're worried about it or intimidated no. by it or... Just because I like doing that. Because you feel like you have to make a certain impression, but because you want to be methodical about it and you want yeah. it to go well. And I have always taken it as a very big show of support how much thought you do put into it and how meaningful you make it and how welcome you make them feel etc so yeah so that was one of those situations where you get uncomfortable see how you feel continue forward especially for matt it sounds like but we all just came together and did it and we've done it Numerous times since then. You dated a guy that lived two houses down from us at one Yeah, that was point. bizarre. <laughs> Didn't know that until... What? <laughs> yeah. I started dating this guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I started dating this guy. And he gave me his address. And I started driving towards his house. And actually, no, I think he was just telling me where he lived. And I was like, oh, I know that area. I was like, which, like, which block or which... I was like, oh, yeah, I know that street or I know that block. I'm like, which side? Which house? I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And sure enough, two doors down from you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think he was way more uncomfortable with that than any of us were. Oh, yeah. Penny wanted to go take him stuff all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Can can I take him some cookies? I'm like, of course you can. (laughs) We'd show up on his doorstep. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> he was he was such an awkward guy anyway, just like in an endearing way, but Yeah, yeah. Totally. I liked him and yeah. I knew it made him a little uncomfortable, but I was also like, it's a little kid that wants to bring you cookies. So and I'm also she was little enough still that I wasn't just gonna let her go by herself. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I need to be there. So at what point were you comfortable in introducing Mark to Penny? Was it shortly mm-hmm. after the dinner? I don't remember the I have one vivid memory of them spending time together and Penny just like falling in love with him, just laughing her head off. And she was, they were like doing headstands together in the living room. I think that was probably the first time they met actually. 
but he was really cute with her. Yeah. Really personable with her, like connected with her on her level. But for part of it, I was just like, I was the third wheel. <laughs> the two of them were just doing their thing and having fun. And I just, it melted my heart. Like it totally won me over. In fact, he and I really were not a good match and we didn't date for very long. But I really think the thing I liked most about him was how I could actually see him in my daughter's life. Up until then, guys that I dated, I just couldn't even picture. I just couldn't even imagine what it would possibly be like to have a boyfriend involved in my daughter's life. I could see him in my life. I could see that working out great. But when I thought about introducing him to Penny or like him being involved or like the three of us doing something, I just could not even picture what that would look like. So he very much could have fit that. And... Was he the first one besides Sebastian that you introduced to yeah. Penny? No, so, I bet there was one before that. Yeah. We should have given him a name because it was right <laughs> before, like right after we got married. I feel like you probably. I don't know. You got so tight with him so quick. I don't even know who introduced him to Penny first, me or you. Oh, there were a few. <laughs> there were a few. I, I'm, I'm lost. So I'm, I'm thinking of Dale. Who are you thinking of? I wasn't thinking of Dale, oh. but Dale was before Matt and I got married. Okay. Yeah. And then there was another one right around the time Matt and I got married. Who? A guy. We've talked about this before. It was the guy that you had that ended up having the conversation with Penny about her realizing that you were gay. Like, that was the situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I know his name, but... Anyways. I know his name, yeah. So there's been a couple guys she's introduced to. Dale, she was too young to realize. Who this was. Yeah, that it was. And you guys weren't like It was mom's hairstylist. Yeah. (laughs) And he did her hair too. Yeah. But she didn't know that it was Steve's boyfriend or that he was dating him or anything. And I don't know what ultimately that relationship was. But he and I stayed friends for a long time. And still are friends. Yeah, he and I like, never were, were still, really boyfriends. Yeah. I was so but new it was that... Kind of. It was like the closest you were during that time yeah. to a boyfriend. And I, then I this guy the was more... <laughs> this guy was definitely more of a real boyfriend. Yeah. And that's when Steve kissed him in front of Penny and Penny. Got it. Like, she was started to be like, what is going on? And this is the other thing, like having that <clears throat> conversation with Penny, like you were so worried oh, that was she freaking... wasn't going to be okay Terrified. Because she was upset about it. And I'm like, this is a three-year-old. Just give her some time. She's going to be fine. Like, let her adjust. It's just something new. I freaking cried myself to sleep for like yeah, three weeks. About you it. kept <laughs> coming to me being yeah, all upset and worried that she wasn't going to be okay with this. <laughs> I think I really had anxiety, too, about... I just had the hardest time believing that you, Jessica, were going to be... That you would actually not, I didn't think you were going to flat out teach her, say things like this is wrong and your dad is evil for being gay or something. I didn't think you would go that far, but I seriously. Did you ever have that worry about me? I don't think so, just because I think by the time you guys got married, I think this worry had. Yeah, because it was a long time. And said. That we dated. Yeah. (laughs) But I just could not. Imagine that you would be open-minded was... enough to be supportive and to actually say encouraging things to our daughter about how I live my life. And that, I don't know, the Mormon way that I knew didn't say those kinds of things. And I think it is so funny that you still put me in that box. Like, I don't you know. Still, I know you don't now. But I did but then. But you had such a hard time after everything we've been <laughs> through. Know. But it was still something Everything new Everything we'd life. been through, it but, was new because we were introducing our daughter but to But I was idea. projecting 
my yes insecurities my judgments judgments i was a judgmental freaking person back when i was mormon like those are the kind of thoughts i would have had about someone in my scenario that were incredibly judgmental and incredibly wrong and incredibly self-righteous that i just was sure that you would too i was wrong and thank goodness for that and thank you for proving me wrong but i think sometimes we need to be proved wrong yes like just i don't feel comfortable I mean, that's the best when when someone proves you wrong about your like worst fear about them or like this destructive thought you have. Like, you know, I'm talking about. Yes, I do. But I just still think it's so funny because I was a worrier. I just like saw the worst. I knew you were gay six months into our marriage. Yeah. And I didn't turn and run. And then when you came out, I stayed and supported you. And then when we got divorced, <laughs> it's just so funny to me. It's so interesting. I just could not break this way it's of real. thinking. It's totally real. And I'm These not just saying- unhealthy yeah. patterns of thinking that I had had for 29 years and just could not break. Well, to Steve's credit, like you had just gotten married. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm not trying to diminish that. I just think it is so interesting that it was still so hard for you to- to really yeah. accept that I was still going to show up for you in this way. That I was I just, never going to try and tell our daughter that you are wrong or that what you're doing is bad. I yeah. just had such anxiety that it's going to implode. It's not going to stay good. Yeah, We're not going to continue to get along. She's going to remarry and that's going to complicate things and it's going to change and the relationship isn't going to be the same and she's not going to be supportive and our daughter's going to grow up without thinking the way that I used to think as a Mormon and just... I just thought worst case scenario and I just like would spiral down and panic and just. Is there anything that you are still worried about? Like moving forward and as Penny continues to grow? I worry, and I've said this before, but I worry, Jessica, how you're going to respond if Penny doesn't choose to stay in the church. Because I will be there for her if and when she ever wants to explore anything other than that path. And I really worry that I know. I'm sorry, I shouldn't put you in a box again, but and I wouldn't I won't encourage that. I encourage Penny to, I know to you follow won't. her own path and to yeah. do what she feels is right for her and whatever that ends up being. But I just worry that you're gonna have a harder time than you think you will. If <laughs> I think if, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm sure I am. I, I usually am in these kinds of things. <laughs> because I don't see my beliefs and the gospel as such a black and white thing. As you do. Yeah. Which is. And I did. I really yes. did. It, it's totally black and white to you. And for me, it's not this way. Like, I, I firmly believe there are just so many good people in this world. And whether you're an active member of my church or not, does not determine how much love I'm willing to give you or my relationship with you. This- that includes my daughter. <laughs> it's not going to change anything but there's a saying that comes to my mind right now about this situation out of your control bro yeah what she does is out of my control is that what you're saying yeah and i'm gonna love her and support her and whatever makes her happy yeah (laughs) steve doesn't believe me i know this (laughs) love (laughs) sure jess (laughs) i thought about this too with this is something that could happen in the future and it's just 
could happen, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally not, hypothetical, yeah. but it's interesting that you feel so. It's easy for me to get caught up on and get stuck on a what if, like something that could happen, to just get like caught up on like all is lost. <laughs> There's this possibility Start out there, analyzing it. Yeah, and it's. I mean, that's anxiety, I guess, is yeah. like worrying about yes. something. It's in the future. That there's a slim chance that it may happen. Like, yeah. And see, I do not live in that frame of mind at all. Like, like, yes, there are things that I consider and there are things that I know could happen. I'm not naive to the fact that, heck, my daughter very well could decide to leave the church. Like, I'm blatantly aware of that. And I mean, I feel like our marriage, I stayed knowing this was a very probable situation for me, but I didn't dwell on that. And didn't I mean that would have ruined the marriage we had? The mm-hmm. relationship we had would have been destroyed if all I worried about was when you were going to leave me and what's going to happen when you do and all of these things. Like that is no way to live life. And so I just I don't live in that realm of thought. In fact, Matt, when COVID started, he's like, "We got to think of the worst case scenario for work." And then and I'm like, "Yeah, we do have to consider that." He's like, "Well, let's make a plan." And I'm like, "I can't." Like, I don't know how that's going to (laughs) look. Like, we will make a plan. Like, if it happens, we will adjust. We will pivot. And that was just... I made like 27 plans. Matt had a a lot of plans going on. And I I would like listen to him and hash things out with him. But at the same time, just like... This crazy. (laughs) No, I didn't think that. I also have always been of the mindset to step back and realize there's a chance that could happen. There's also a chance this could happen. And I'm open... To the possibilities. Right now, I'm just rolling with the punches. <laughs> I'm not going to let you down, Steve. Aw. I haven't to this point. <laughs> I'm dead serious. No, I'm liking your input in this episode so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, All right. unless you did something very drastic that really hurt our daughter and you were intentional about it. Nothing much is well, going to change in our relationship. Well, you know I put a lot of thought and effort into making sure that... I know you do. That, and that's that why That I parent in that a is way why it works. That, is, that will work for all of us. Steve, and, you're putting in the work. And vice versa. Right. I mean, that is what makes this work, is there's a lot of thought and intention about being considerate of the other person and their life that they live. Yeah, and thinking about how is my child, other parent, going to feel about this scenario. Yeah. And... I mean, like when we did start talking to Penny about the fact that you're gay and it's a continuing conversation because there's going to be more and more realizations that she has about that. I mean, just like at some point she realized, oh, this means he can't have a baby. Like I can't have a sibling. Like all those things that she's gone through. She tried for so long to convince me. She still tries to convince me. Daddy. (laughs) Maybe you could marry a girl. (laughs) She did ask us to make her a baby the other night. And we're like, all right, we'll go do that right now. And she's like, no, wait until I'm not here. (laughs) And I said, don't worry, Penny. We always wait till you're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, there, (laughs) there has been... A lot of consideration in how I word things and how I approach this topic and how I like I don't want her to overhear me saying something to somebody else that puts any negative spin on how you live your life or anybody else, because I really want her to know and trust and believe that we have. Do you think that's sheltering her too much from what? 
could happen or what conversations could be brought No, about? those conversations, I'm letting her know those conversations are not happening between us. Like our home is a safe place. Yeah. But we've also talked to her about the fact that there are going to be people that are going to be mean. It's yeah. just part of life. And when you even shared with her the fact that somebody was a jerk to you about it the other day. Mm-hmm. And she was all. Yeah, that guy at work. I rate the conversation we shared. Yeah. Yeah, last week. And, and there, so, you know, there have been times where I know Penny has overheard a conversation where, I think of an example of something about the church. Yeah. Where I got a little bit fired up about my feelings about the church. And afterward, it was, it was like me and a couple of friends and Penny. Yeah. And, you know, brunch or something. I don't know, whatever. And afterwards, I felt the need to just be like, hey, to offer some additional understanding yeah. of like, these are my feelings because of my experience. And basically to say, I want you to know I support you in your involvement in the church and what you feel is right for you. And I don't, I don't even know what I said, but something along but those something lines. that I felt like I don't want my daughter to think. Yeah. You just talk trash about the Exactly. And or therefore about, about her and her feelings and yeah. her mom's beliefs, et cetera. Like I, I, yeah, but I felt the need to have a follow up conversation to let her know, like you just heard a lot of my like fired up feelings <laughs> about something, but I don't want you to think that that, means that I don't support you in doing what you feel is right for you or who knows if. Well, and I think that's a huge thing is having the follow-up conversation. Like that's, if you think, okay, they heard this and this might be how they're translating it. Mm -hmm. This might be how she's feeling. Right, exactly. It's important for me to make sure. And that's a big deal. That's a huge step. And I've had to remind myself several times that like, Penny is not a three-year-old anymore. (laughs) She understands (laughs) things. She understands things. (laughs) Even as a three-year-old, she understood a a lot more than most three-year-olds. She's always been very intuitive and sensitive and smart. Not that she's my kid, and so I'm not biased about that. (laughs) What else were we supposed to talk about tonight? Supposed to? Supposed to. We didn't have anything that we were supposed to talk about. Well, you said we were supposed to talk about Mark. Was there anything else about Mark? We're hafting to talk about Mark. (laughs) I just threw that in there for you. Thanks for that. Since Penny said it like three times at dinner tonight. So more than anything, this was the first opportunity that I had to purposefully, with intention, go meet one of your boyfriends. Well, and in that, support Steve. Right. Which you did, which is impressive as heck, Matt. Thanks. I mean, for anyone to go with their spouse to dinner with their spouse's ex and that spouse. That ex's new partner, man. I can't Got even it. say it. It's that complicated. <laughs> For anyone in that scenario to do that is impressive, let alone when you have when they you throw in the gay factor and it's a totally new there's lots new of experience in there and you were open to it and you were supportive and Yeah. I guess the thing that I was trying to learn and figure out is like, okay, like do I shake a hand? Do I give a hug? Do I like kiss on the cheek? Yeah. Good game. Like what? On the lips. <laughs> but <Okay>. slap is <laughs> just went like to do a butt slap when he said that good game mark nice to meet you so i had to navigate through those feelings and concerns of actions yeah anyways good call for not doing you know what's funny is like i visually can see you doing this right now and you do this with in so many situations of where you intentionally kind of make it awkward (laughs) so that you can figure out what the other person does want right yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. Mm. He does it in a way that's funny, 
and makes the other person laugh, but you definitely make it super awkward. Yeah. It makes them comfortable real fast. <laughs> you know, I do this with every drive through experience as well. Yeah. If he's talking to the person through the drive through <laughs> oh my gosh, those poor people don't know what to think. But if I know if I can get them to laugh, that they are having a good day and I will help them have an even better day. Steve's just nodding his head. Okay, yeah, I like it. I think it's great. It'll <laughs> brighten the day of the person working the drive-thru. We could probably use it. Yep. We all can. Speaking of which, I told someone today, I thought this woman came up to the desk at work with her daughter. They wanted to get in the pool or something. And she was beautiful. I loved her style. I loved her hair. I told her that. And I just said, I love your style. You're beautiful. It was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Did you follow it up with, I'm gay, I'm gay, don't worry, I'm gay. No, well, she then said, and they were like turning and walking away and she's like, oh, thank you. And then she like tapped her like 12 year old daughter on the shoulder and said, tell him thank you. And I said, no, mom, I was talking to you because she thought yeah. I had oh. complimented her daughter. But I don't know, it was. I don't think that was awkward but then. I felt like I it was. I think you felt awkward. Yeah. <laughs> After the conversation that we had in one of our last episodes mm -hmm. about compliments and all of that, like it's last week. Yeah. So yesterday I'm drive I'm I drive a scooter to work every day. <laughs> it's awesome. Somebody told me they saw y'all on your scooters today. But yeah, keep going. And so I, I'm on my scooter on my way to work and this guy walks by and he's got this shirt that has a looks like a Nike swoosh and it, but it says the swoosh is used for a J and it says Jesus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh and so he's walking on the sidewalk and i'm like right as he was walking by i'm like hey man i really like your shirt and he like looked at me he's like thank you <laughs> like, yes like that feels good you were riding the scooter yeah i was riding the scooter <laughs> but i was like stopped i was slowed down at a stoplight and he was walking and i was slowed down i'm like oh i like your shirt man and it was just but i could tell like it put a smile on his oh, I'm face sure too it did. Was like thank you and I'm sure it was freaking hilarious that this like <laughs> have you seen dumb that and dumber dude riding the, the scooter with <laughs> his kidding. snowboarding goggles yeah. on <laughs> because of his allergies. Oh my gosh. It's helped my eyes a ton. <laughs> so funny. I do love that you traded in your top of the line 650 horsepower sports car for a scooter. Yeah. I don't need it. I didn't need the car. Yeah, we're down to one car family again. Yeah. We've done this once before since we've been married. And we don't drive the other we're car. We're not driving anywhere right now, so. We drive scooters just all one. over the place. I'm a two-car family. 100 miles per gallon. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and Penny are a two-car two family. <laughs> two cars and a camper. We have one car and two scooters. <laughs> and a whole lot of bikes. Yep. Okay, Anyways, guys. I thought, just going back, like. I intentionally wanted to give somebody a compliment just based off of our discussion the other day. And mm -hmm. like that's what I want to challenge our listeners right now is like just consciously give a compliment when you see the opportunity. So, so when you see Matt on the streets, tell him you like his gone. <laughs> when you see him on his scooter. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband-in-Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. 
Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store, just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.